This is a HeadGum Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You got mail. Hi, I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is Go Touch Grass, the podcast where we log in. So you can log off. Millie and I are two chronically online comedians, and on every episode of the pod, we'll be breaking down the week in internet discourse, viral memes, TikTok trends, and niche influencer drama so that you don't have to. And if you like what you hear today and want to hear more, we got a Go Touch Grass Patreon with all our test episodes, mini trending topics, a weekly newsletter that is really good if I Mm -hmm. do say so for myself, and our spinoff series, Search History, where we go back and break down a viral discourse from the past. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review because it really helps people find the show. Please. Please. Okay. Housekeeping out of the way. Uh, housekeeping out of the way. It's a wintry mix it, outside. It is. We're coming at you from New York where there's a wintry mix. That's the best way to describe it sometimes. It is. Like, and, and like I was saying, this is the type of weather where I spend every moment outside deeply petrified that I'm going to slip and fall and crack yeah, my head black and, ice. and die. I mean, same. I uh, There's no way you can be sexy. You're walking no. up the stairs. It's gross. I'm sweating. I smell. It's just a lot. (laughs) I'm in the same place. Sweaty, smelly, gross, afraid of death. Anyway, (laughs) so to start us off today, Millie, I have less of a game, more of an update with some gaming elements. Okay. Um, So as of this recording, like we said, it's a wintry mix. We're 16 days into the new year. Mm -hmm. Selena Gomez has gone on her first social media break. (laughs) Has she? I'm like, she's threatened a lot. So, on Tuesday, January 9th, which Mm -hmm. was one day after we recorded our last episode. Always, always happens. Always, you know, Selena, she's, well, she's clearly listening because she did log off. We didn't say for how long. Okay. (laughs) She knows that she was the grasshole because she did log off. But last week, she posted on social media that she's going off social for a while, focusing on what matters. This was on Tuesday, January 9th. Millie, how long do we think Selena Gomez's first social media break of 2024 lasted? I would say under 24 hours. You are exactly right. It lasted for 18 hours. Okay. On Wednesday, January 10th, Selena Gomez returned to Instagram <laughs> to post a collaborative video with Gordon Ramsay. Okay. I mean, that could be our social media manager. I've also heard rumors that, like, and, like, people have tweeted this that, like, maybe Selena Gomez thinks that a social media break is when you turn off the app. Like, when you close the app, that's a social media break. I, I do. I feel like there is confusion with her as to what a social media break is. Because for me personally, mm-hmm. if I was going to announce I'm off social, I would make sure I don't have a scheduled post to go up the, the next day yeah, within yeah, yeah. 24 hours or, and this is wild, I would just 
not be on social and not say anything yeah and allow my social media manager to post my collabs or whatever but i'm actually it's it's not me and i'm protecting my peace quietly well the thing yeah the thing about selena is that she's commenting it's not that she's posting a lot which she is also but it's also that she's commenting on like e-news yes about her yeah she's like she doesn't need to be doing that which is why she was our first grasshole grasshole yeah um so i do want to take this moment to say that i will be taking a social media break from roughly 11 p.m tonight to like 8 a.m tomorrow morning that's when you sleep yes that's (laughs) my i I will be i won't be posting i won't be interacting because i'll be taking a social media break i'll be taking a social media break between the hours of 7 to 11 today and that's when i will be watching tv and be playing royal match which is an <laughs> a game on my phone that's like a really complicated candy crush type thing that i'm on level 117 wow it gets to a level 1000 it's really crazy but yeah so you're focusing on what matters just mm-hmm, like selena mm-hmm, 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 and mm-hmm. um you're not gonna we're not gonna be online for those times so we are we are taking we're a taking break. social media breaks for a few hours yes. so my question for you before we get into the discourse so like i said this is selena's first social media break of 2024 mm-hmm. how many more times this is a prediction and then if one of us is right, we can play the tape at okay. the end of the year. Wow. One calendar year from now. Wow. How many social media breaks do you think Selena Gomez will take in 2024? I'm going to say I'm going to say 3. I think she has 3 more because mm-hmm. she's done like 4 in the past, right? Yes, and I so I also had in my mind 3. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll say that I'll get even more specific with my prediction. I think because she was kind of roundly roasted for this one. So I think there will be a long gap mm-hmm. between now and her next social media break. Mm-hmm. And then she'll do one right after the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be like, we'll wait until the fall and then she'll go on two social media yeah, breaks yeah, 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 consecutively. Yeah, yeah. That's my guess. I think I, I also agree. We're in alignment. So. We, are, <laughs> we are in alignment. Yeah. Save this clip. Watch and this space. Watch this space. And one year from now, we will see if our prediction comes true. I feel confident about this prediction. I do, too. I feel like she can help herself. She's super online, which may, this is why she's the number three most followed person in the world, mm-hmm. most followed woman in the world. Mm-hmm. She can help herself. She loves online, but she also doesn't like the drama. And unfortunately, those are two characteristics that don't go together yeah they don't mesh well and i do feel because part of me i was thinking about it and i was like will she maybe just stop announcing that she's going on a social media break but i don't i don't think so i think that she feels compelled to announce that she's going on a social media break and that that compulsion is more than her desire to not be roasted because i'm i'm just thinking about somebody who has a lot of like like a cardi b who's probably around the same age if not younger than selena and she has a very but like i feel like she's calmed down like i haven't really seen a bunch of lives and posting like you know what i mean like quietly take a step back and show whatever but she doesn't but the thing is she doesn't announce that she's leaving yeah she's quietly taking a step back and probably focusing on what matters which is divorcing offset for being a terrible <laughs> cheater um, i'm focusing on what matters yeah which, focusing on my fucking matters, divorce but yeah <laughs> like... she needs a full-fledged divorce uh immediately 
And um, yeah, but like that's that's somebody who yeah stands on business. You saying that made me realize I have absolutely no idea how old Cardi B is. Cardi B is under thirty. What? Yeah. I'm literally. I have to Google this right now because that is that is crazy. She's under thirty. She's she's so wise. Yeah. No. I mean, a hood a hood twenty six is a non hood thirty two. She's thirty one. She's thirty one. Okay. So I was close. You were close. You were close. Um, and how old is Selena? Selena's like 33 or 34, no? Maybe yeah. she's 31 too. I can't. Yeah, I'm like, are they the same age? Because, wow, they're, they giving, very, yeah. they're giving very different behavior. But, you know, again, Selena. They are the same they age. They are the same age. Actually, they are the same look at age. birth month, actually, because now I'm curious. Okay. Selena Gomez, born in July 1992. Cardi B, October. So, so we have Selena's- a Leo versus... Is October a Libra? Libra, but yeah, what day? But what day? Yeah, what day? Yeah, Cardi B is squarely a Libra, and Selena is actually a cusp. Wow. Um, Cancer Leo cusp. Uh, or no, or it's Leo, the other way. Oh, Leo Virgo. Leo cusp? Virgo cusp. Wow. Really interesting Wait, if her information. Birthday, no, no, no. If her birthday's in July. July twenty second. So no, she's Cancer Leo cusp, like your girl Millie. But is it? But Cancer is June no, to No, Cancer is July, July 21st. July 22nd is Cancer. Cancer ends July 22nd. Oh. Leo starts July, you know. Yes. That's... So she's Cancer Leo. No, Cus- Cancer is June. June to July 22nd. July 22nd. So she is July 22nd, which means she it's is the... It's first nine days and last nine days. Is, is, yeah. Is, is so cusp. if she's July 22nd, that means she's the cusp the opposite way. Oh, I thought it was the other way. No, for you now to be a getting... Cancer Leo cusp, you would be June twenty first. Oh, I heard it was the first last day. Cause I'm, I, cause I'm July twenty first, and now we're getting granular. Now about we're getting, yeah. Now we're getting granular. You know what? But I, I feel like I'm a Cancer Leo cusp, and so is Selena. But we can look up the math. Yeah. Okay. Let's we'll but, we'll move yeah. on from science. <laughs> we'll move, this is an astrology podcast, we and we and this, this isn't is a math podcast, podcast, and it's not an astrology it's a, podcast. It's not a stars podcast. I will say though, yeah, but the the point is, Selena Gomez is older than Cardi B, and she's been in the industry longer than Cardi B. Yeah, that that is definitely true because yeah. she goes back to the Disney days. But I also wonder if maybe that's why she feels like she has to be so online maybe we'll see we'll see i wonder well at least speaking of little girls yeah let's get into the disney speaking of tweens Mm -hmm. let's get into the discourse because today's discourse this is something that has been very much taking over my fyp Mm -hmm. and i've been seeing a lot of a lot of discourse the discourse is discoursing on this topic which Mm -hmm. is Little girls at Sephora, Sephora tweens. Has this been coming up on your FYP? I've seen some stuff, but I. But we've talked about it. We have different FYP. Exactly. So very interesting because this is something that I didn't even seek out because I, do, I haven't gone to a brick and mortar Sephora in a very very long time, and mm. I wouldn't say I consume some makeup content, but I wouldn't say that's like the majority of my content but for whatever reason tiktok is saying you want to hear about these sephora tweens and i kind of do so yeah i consume makeup content but it's like people are doing complicated looks yeah like so i'm not really like the t- the tweens i know that we're talking about it but they're not giving the eyeshadow and the contour that that i like they're still 
even the most advanced ones are still beginners to me. Yeah, well, they're also, I think, very much more into that, like, clean yeah. skin care aesthetic. So let's let's dive into this. Yeah. So basically, this discourse all began, like, kind of around Christmas time when a TikToker named Chloe, she's at Chloe Van Burke on TikTok. She has 12,000, a little more than 12,000 followers. She basically took to TikTok to ask if anyone else has noticed that Sephora and Ulta, but she's talking specifically about Sephora in this, has become overrun with tween girls buying very expensive skincare products and just kind of wreaking havoc. So I'm going to play this video so you can see where the discourse began. Has anyone else noticed that, like, every time you go into Sephora now, it's just all little girls? And I have never seen it to this extent. I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, but I just don't remember um, any beauty stores ever being like this before. Like, literally the other day, I was at a mall by my house, and I went in to just grab, I think, nail polish. And I get in line. It was a pretty long line because, you know, everyone's returning stuff after Christmas. And there was this cute little girl with her mom. She must have been, I don't know, like seven, maybe seven. Like, she was so tiny, so adorable. And I hear her start yelling at her mom. And I mean, I'm not trying to eavesdrop, but like, they were being kind of loud and they were right in front of me. And so I'm listening to what she's yelling at her mom about. And her mom told her that she could only get one kind of concealer. Meanwhile, this little girl does not have a single blemish. I don't even think her pores have opened yet. She literally doesn't have a single pimple, under eye bags, nothing. And her mom's like, they're getting concealer for her. And she was literally upset that she couldn't get more than one concealer. I don't know if this is like everywhere lately, but I swear every time I go into these expensive, expensive makeup stores, it's just all really young little girls, which is really upsetting to see. Okay, so that's the general gist of uh, what she said. And basically this spawned a huge conversation. So like thousands, like thousands, probably like a couple hundred other TikTokers, I mean, have added to this conversation another tiktoker megan lacy who's at megan lacy 19 also went viral detailing her experience at a sephora where she said like 10 to 13 year old girls are taking up every single section of the store uh a group of girls was like surrounding an employee demanding information about skincare products and basically like where the conversation has kind of gone is number one these these girls are uh they take over the store in kind of like an intense way that mm -hmm. tween girls can mm -hmm. uh and then number two the a bunch of like sephora and ulta employees have weighed in and they're saying number one like the kids are rude they are crazy with the testers so i'll show you a video of that in a second but they will like absolutely wreck all the testers they one lady like posted a video being like these girls came in they didn't have enough money they tried to give me a bunch of quarters uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like creating a chaotic i guess environment yeah. in the sephora and so according to these employees 
The favorite brands of these tweens are Drunk Elephant. That's crazy. Which is crazy because for anyone who doesn't know, that's like an expensive yep. I have brand. one Drunk Elephant product because that's all I can afford. Well, I, so I was looking it up and... So a standard size of Drunk Elephant's Lala Retro Nourishing Whipped Refillable Moisturizer is $62. Yeah. So... I like their nighttime serum, but it's fucking expensive. It's for people who need skincare because they're they're aging into skincare. Yeah, and it's also, like, like quite strong. Yeah. Like, it's really strong stuff. Like, the chemical formations of it is, like intense that's why it's so expensive because it's like highly concentrated yeah so that's kind of another thing that a bunch of these like sephora and ultimate employees have been getting into is that these girls are buying like retinol which is intense and you know in the first video she talks about it like they're buying stuff that their skin doesn't actually Mm. need and might actually be kind of bad for their skin like to be a 10 year old girl putting a retinol on that's retinol is very intense yeah like you have to like be diligent about how you put it on and like mm-hmm. I know when I first started using it I got the like dry skin like shedding of mm-hmm. retinol it's I've had to actually stop using my retinol because it's uh contributed to my chronic incurable dry eye oh wow so <laughs> so I feel like we need a bingo thing every time you mention, you mention my chronic, chronic incurable, incurable dry, dry eye <laughs> And every time I mention it that just I'm comes on a up. dating app. <laughs> um, it, just, it just comes up naturally. Uh, I will say it's so funny that the first creator talked about concealer um, because in the video, she's putting on an ungodly amount of concealer. Yeah. I'm like, she does not need that much concealer. Yeah, she's putting it's a huge amount of concealer under on her most eyes. most of her face. Le- yeah, this concealing like, the whole face. Yeah, I know. It <laughs> just reminds me of like, my friends used to roast me, which is like, a whole other fucking part of my toxic college um, experience. But they used to roast me because I would like highlight most of the paragraph of, like, <laughs> in the readings and stuff. And they're like, Millie, like, just fuck it. Like, you're highlighting the whole thing. Just like make better notes. Or, and, and that just reminds me of, of how this woman she is was, using concealer. Yeah, she's concealing the entire face. The face, which uh, is like, whatever. So, yeah, they're getting Drunk Elephant products, which are really expensive. The other brands that they really like are Glow Recipe, which I looked up, like a Glow Recipe Plump Plump Hyaluronic Cream. The standard size will run you about 40 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and then Rare Beauty. Shout out. Selena, Selena Gomez. Uh, and Sol de Janeiro, which yeah. both of those are like kind of a better price point I was looking. But either way, I mean... I didn't have money like that going to the mall no, at ten. No. I'll say I'll say that. One of one of me and my dad's like I would say iconic fights was I was probably around fourteen and I was going to meet my friends at the shopping center to go to Starbucks and I asked for money to go to Starbucks and he gave me one dollar in quarters. <laughs> No, yeah, that's, like, you're done. That's a fuck you. It was well. I was like, it's not, I, it's not enough. And he was like, coffee costs one dollar. And my mom had to come in and be like, she's not going to the bodega. She's going yeah. to Starbucks to buy basically also, like a milkshake. To be fair, your dad is Cuban. Yeah, and your dad's probably thinking an espresso shot. L- literally, an espresso shot is well. I don't know about now in Miami, but. It's not too far off for a dollar. Yeah, I mean, my but, dad yeah. my dad is Cuban and my grandpa owned a bodega. So I understand why he thought coffee cost $1 in quarters. But it did become, I would say, a classic 
Elise versus Felix argument. <laughs> Up there with the time he tried to get me to get transition lenses in my glasses. Uh, oh, I I lost that. I lost that. But I did have transition. I I stood firm. I said it's not cool, and he was like, "No one can tell," and I was like, "Everyone can tell." I had transition lenses. I'm sorry and that, I'll that, say, that that happened. I'll say that I got bright green frames because I liked the beanie baby that it was displayed next to, and I thought <laughs> if I got those frames, I will get that beanie baby. Uh, but you thought I, it was like a free beanie baby that came with the frames? <laughs> and it wasn't, so I just had green glasses, which actually now, iconic. Yeah. But I had round green glasses. With a transition with lens. With transition lens. I mean, there was no hope. That's that's, but, and, that's tough. And, uh, you know, I went to school <laughs> in Miami. Like, it, it was the lenses rough. were transitioning. Yeah. The, uh, the <laughs> lenses were transitioning. I mean, there was no other path for me but to become a comedian. And, yeah. And, and whatever, because it was not easy. I'll say, okay, go back to the discourse, mm-hmm. though. The thing is that children will always be curious about or will always try to emulate what adults do and what they see. But like, yeah, the, the thing is Sephora. And it, the reason why Sephora is so egregious is because it is like one of the higher end. Like it is where you can get Gucci perfume. Yeah. All this stuff. Like the highest end things. There are things that cost hundreds of dollars in Sephora. Whereas like, you know, me right now, I'm broke. You could go to the dollar store and the dollar store has like has a good selection of you know, Maybelline, NYX cosmetics, even beauty supplies. You can get NYX, like Elf. Those are things where the price points are about eight dollars or six dollars or three dollars and you can experiment and play because i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with children wanting to experiment and play with makeup but i think that you know whereas like a rare beauty concealer which i i use is like i think it's like thirty dollars a stick yeah i was looking at rare beauty and stuff and it's like in everything kind of starts at like 25 bucks yeah but those are things that you know, maybe people use every day, but like for me, like a rare beauty concealer will last a long time because I'm not using a lot. And also they're like really heavy coverage. So yeah, it's strong. It's so, like- okay. You just hit on a bunch of different points of this discourse all in one. Well, so <laughs> first, the first thing I do want to show you is like, okay. So I think one of the big issues is that because Sephora is actually a store that previously has been geared towards adults there is a decorum in the sephora that Mm -hmm. is not being followed so here's the video we don't even need sound for this one um but just to show you like what these how these kids are like leaving the sephora wow sephora has become the new claire's and so yeah they're leaving the testers like completely nasty and like so it's just to show you, like, they're leaving the testers really nasty, which sucks for people who want to use them for their general purpose. I mean, they're kids, so they just don't have, like, the awareness of, okay, when you use a tester, you don't, like, destroy it. Well, and the tester is good. Like, first of all, you know, you're not supposed to put... If there's an eyeshadow tester... You're not necessarily, the decorum is, right? You're not supposed to put the eyeshadow on your eye because you don't know whose hands or whatever. But it is good to swatch it. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you put it on your skin and you're like, oh, this isn't, especially like with darker skin. Oh, wow, this isn't really showing as well. Or 
this is I, I want to feel the, the texture of this product to see if it's worth it and stuff. That's that's why they're there. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like you're supposed to be applying the makeup from the testers, but it's important to have good testers so that you can compare them. I mean, that is kind the testers is kind of the whole point of the in-person experience. As we're talking about how all these brick and mortar stores have fucking gone out of business and like are you know out of commission and stuff the point of a if you buy something online you're not getting the testers you don't know how the product looks so you, that's the reason you go in store and if the in-store experience is being ruined that that has to be hurting business in another way too yeah and i mean i have people in my life who are like Sephora women who yeah. they go into the brick and mortar store. They have questions. They want to use the testers. Mm -hmm. They have the point system. Sephora has like that big point system. You yeah. get they know all about like the different like freebies that you're gonna get and stuff. It's like the adult women that I know who are serious about Sephora are very serious about yeah. Sephora. So having it be like overtaken by people kids who don't know the rules and the decorum like I understand and it seems like it happened very like relatively recently but mm -hmm. that gets into this thing that you were kind of talking about which is like there kids are always going to emulate adults yeah right now on social media get ready with me videos makeup videos are huge on TikTok so I think a lot of these little girls are watching adult women do their makeup routine and then they're like okay I want to do that and then another really interesting part of this like discourse to me is that basically people started coming on to say like there's no place for tweens anymore like yeah. there's no like Claire still technically exists but there's no like when we were growing up it was like Claire's limited to there were all these places Delios. Delia's exactly like there were places for tween girls that also, like, the models were tween girls. The pictures, like, it was, like, yeah. it. there was a place for you in society. And now, even though Claire's exists, like, I don't think it's, like, cool to go there anymore. And Claire's used to have, you know, little mini makeup kits and stuff where you could, like you said, like, as a kid, experiment with makeup and start learning about how to apply your makeup. But you're not buying super expensive fancy skincare products that are made for adult women who are like doing a full beat for their like day to day life. yeah or for whatever i i think like yeah and those makeup kits the important thing about them is that i remember like the lipsticks and the eyeshadow they're not super pigmented they're mm -hmm. like they're like softer on the skin they're more delicate for children yeah um so it's not again as dangerous you know whereas like you know maybe you're buying this expensive um eyeshadow from sephora or mac but those eyeshadows are really intense and like you only need a little bit to like goes a long way but if you're a kid and you're playing around with it you don't know that yeah i mean i'm just trying to think about when i started to wear makeup like on a day-to-day -day basis and i would say like <laughs> middle school high school mm -hmm. type time and I was getting like drugstore 
makeup, you know, like whatever. I think sometimes I would get fun stuff from Claire's Mm -hmm. and sometimes I would get stuff from Hot Topic when Mm -hmm. we were, you know, Um, I remember I got like a blue mascara that I thought was very cool. I was like, my eyelashes will be blue. Yeah. Um, So it's like, you know, it's normal for little girls to like, you know, around that age to start being like, okay, do I want to wear makeup? But is, I think, I think what has caused all of this discourse is them doing it in like what has been traditionally been an adult space for adult women. A luxury women. adult space, not yes. just adult space. A luxury adult space, which even Ulta, like, you know, it's not, you know, even Ulta doesn't have that like a, a luxury connotation that a Sephora has. Yeah, and when you think about like, the people who actually work at Sephora, they're kind of like, they're like makeup experts. And you're supposed to be able to go to them and really talk to them about like, this is my skin, this is my routine. I want to do a look like this. You can get your makeup done there if you want. Like, they're actually experts in the products. And so a lot of the videos of, from employees are like, I'm being surrounded by 12 year olds who are just screaming drunk elephant at me when I really, like, that's not my, that's job. not why I do this job. Yeah, I do yeah, this yeah. job because I actually really enjoy makeup and, like, being around makeup. Mm-hmm. And I have a knowledge base about this. And when they tell a kid, like, that's actually retinol. You don't need that. They'll be like, fuck you. Take my quarters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, I mean, that gets into a whole other conversation around people being like, the parents need to, yeah. you know, watch these kids at the mall. I do think it's, like, kind of a sacred right of, like tween them to be dropped off at the mall. Yeah. Um. So I do want to protect that for the tweens. Like I don't. <laughs> well, malls are kind of dying though too. I know, and I'm like, I, I part of me was like, oh, it is nice to know that like people are like tweens are still being dropped off the, at the mall and like behaving poorly because I definitely got dropped off at, at the mall and ran amok in the mall. Yeah, I've but probably... I didn't have any money. Yeah. That was the thing. Is that I wasn't a customer anywhere. <laughs> the mall was like. 20 minutes away like the mall was not that close like we had shopping centers and stuff but yeah it's just oh the mall was big in uh the mall's big northern virginia i would say in florida but still it was like shout out fair oaks mall (laughs) shout out fair oaks mall but i was never in the sephora i would be in the claire's yeah i'm trying to remember when i started like when i kind of started to learn about what sephora was and i feel like that wasn't until like maybe senior year of high school but definitely college is when I started getting into Sephora and Mac and my favorite was going in and on a when it was dead and asking questions of like what looks good on my skin tone like yeah how do I apply this what do you recommend and like really being able to ask questions which is the point so it just is like too bad that you know it's just yeah so one tiktoker uh stephanie chen posted a video basically proposing that sephora and ulta start creating standalone stores that are focused on tweens so she kind of compared it to like when victoria's secret did pink yeah um so it's like you know there was victoria's secret which had like sexy yeah sexy stuff and then there was pink that had like board shorts that said pink on them yeah a huge difference and yeah, they also or, or that, the like, limited and limited too yeah exactly like they they were basically saying like you know we they should have a tween component but i wonder i guess my question is like has that train already left the station because the tweens i feel like when we were growing up there was a sacredness to tweendom there was something cool hmm. like 
I, th- I felt like there was a lot of media and different stuff geared towards being a tween. And now, because there isn't, like, will the tween girls want to go to tween Sephora? Or are they like, no, I want to go to the adult Sephora with the women? I wonder, like, I wonder if it will, it's a situation of, like, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. But also, like, it's just so hard to, like, have a new brick-and-mortar store now that it's that it's just difficult to wrap my head around that but also i'm like you know if it if it had some kind of interactive component of like you can have your birthday party there or you could do like they could teach you know because little makeup is cool like i understand a seven-year-old wanting to you know put eyeshadow and glitter and all that stuff and like whatever um but like yeah it's like can there be a safe space geared to like make it interactive and fun where they can purchase products and actually do like some kind of shit. Like I bet you there's opportunity available there and stuff. I know there's going to always be appeal to go to the Sephora, um, the real Sephora. But like, I think right now the thing is that there's nothing for them or it's really limited and we need to start developing more space for them so we can we can redirect yeah I I do feel like it can be done Mm -hmm. especially if like you said it becomes a place where like they maybe have more testers and they work with like like they learn how to apply makeup there and it's a little bit more like free with everything I think I mean, they said that, like, a lot of the girls just buy products because they're pink, which, yeah. you know, that is very tween yeah. girl to be. So if they make it super bright, it's all colorful stuff, like, I think it could be done. I have a pet theory mm-hmm. that um, this kind of loss of tween culture is all related to the, it all comes back to the internet. And that all the generations have too much interaction with each other <laughs> and like it's I feel like I see it all the time with like the Gen Z millennial wars when yeah. I'm like when I was in high school in my 20s I don't think I I had not a thought in oh, my Gen mind X, yeah. for what 30 year olds were doing what they were wearing what their culture was what they thought about anything I did not have I, I really genuinely don't think that I like interacted with a 30-year-old who wasn't a teacher or a member of my own family until I moved to New York, like, after college. Yeah, and, I mean, I think that intergenerational feuds are always going to happen, and I think that a lot of relationships and wisdom is beautiful, but at the same time, yeah, it's, like, it's too Sometimes it's too much, or it's just, we're like... We're too connected We're too with connected, each other. and it's, like, yeah, I don't want to be able to see... You know, that's the whole thing about Twitter. It's, like... I shouldn't see a 21-year-old's thoughts. Like, I don't need to. And I don't, yeah. don't need to see this. This is a lot. Yeah, this is, you are working through your 21-year-old thoughts. And you should work through them with other 21-year-olds. I don't need to see. And I'm so glad that 30-year-olds in general were not subjected to my 21-year-old thoughts. And also, like, and uh, vice versa, I want to have 30-year-old conversations. Yeah. Not with 21-year-olds around. Again, I'm referring to pooping in public, which yeah. is like... <laughs> not in public, public, not in, public in a, in a but, public restroom. But if I have to poop 
Like, I don't, you know, in, you know, which is a whole, a whole fight I had recently online with this girl who's could not be older than 21. Had to be. She, she's just like, I'm trying to do my lip gloss and people are pooping in my work bathroom. And it's like, people need to use the bathroom. They got to poop. People got to poop. You know? And like, again, I can see when I was 21 thinking that pooping is disgusting in a in in at work that you can't poop at work that you can't poop at work i think i thought that at 21 yeah and like i should be able to do my makeup and ill poop is gross and like women don't poop blah blah blah. now hell no like no if i'm at work and i have to poop i'm 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 gonna gonna poop poop. um (laughs) i'll be vulnerable and share this story which i think i shared with you once but one time i was in the bathroom at work um when i worked at the y Mm -hmm. and I had to poop and I farted and two teenage girls were in the bathroom and they laughed at me. They laughed at me. And but I said, like, where was I supposed to fart? Yeah, no, no, where was I that supposed is to fart? The place. And I came out of the stall and they didn't even have the decency to leave before I came out of the stall. Cause I, I, you know, I took my time in there hoping that we wouldn't interact because I heard them laugh at me and I had seen the teens and I didn't want to see them. They did not have the decency. And so when I got out and they looked at me again and they laughed again, I said nothing to them. But in my heart, I said, this will come back to you one day. And one day you will fart (laughs) and a teenager will laugh at you and you will say, what was I supposed to do? I work here. Yo, I had to fart. This is where I work. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. We should not be interacting. We should not be. And, and that's why. And that's the thing. I was too close. I, I should have been in a different bathroom from them. For real. <laughs> so, Honestly, for real. So that's kind of like my pet theory about it is I feel like it's a result of all the generations being too. We, we have too much contact. And I think we need to bring back the sacredness of being a tween and silo the tween off again. Also, like, because it's a beautiful thing to be a tween. You got mail. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to go to the butcher every day and get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's just not going to happen at this time of year Mm-mm. or any time of year. And that's why I go to Good Chop. Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook what you want. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick-cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. I loved the ribeye steak. Yeah. That was my favorite. I really can't say enough good stuff about Good Chop, you guys. We got our boxes, and I've been eating well. I know, and the steak, like... It was just such a good quality yeah. cut of steak that you can tell, like, it really didn't even need that much seasoning. Like, sometimes you have to over-season these cheap cuts of steak because they don't taste good. But the marbling and everything was just so delicious and yummy. Yeah. It was great. The bacon's really good, too. Like, thick, yeah. good, Yeah, and you don't have nice to go to bacon. the grocery store with that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's genuinely... Really, really good. And unlike many other companies, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries. So you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. And it won't cost you a fortune. 
Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Good Chop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. They're so confident in the quality of their cuts, they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. Love Good Chop or get your money back. Go to goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 and use code touchgrass120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code touchgrass120 at goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash touchgrass120, code touchgrass120. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I feel like you're a teen and a tween for such a limited amount of time. It's only two or three years. And then after you're 18, you're an adult for the rest of your fucking life. And hopefully, God bless, God willing. And I'm saying this as a Buddhist. So, but like, hopefully, you know, you're an adult for, for 70 years, you know? Yeah. You live till 90. You're going to be an adult, an adult for most of your life. Like, enjoy not being an adult. Right. Enjoy not having to fucking look at how to do <laughs> your makeup on, you know what I mean? And all that Yeah, shit. enjoy like, not having to go through the retinol purge on your skin for real. and all of that stuff. And yeah, exactly. Like, there will be such a short period of time that you get to be at the tween Sephora. It's so special. I know. And then you're just an adult Sephora forever. And And then you're like... Figuring out if you can afterpay. Yeah, exactly. Then you're trying to then you're trying to get the drunk elephant with Klarna. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's not fun. It's not fun. But so, if any Sephora execs are listening, the discourse is discoursing on this, yeah. and you should do a tester tween Sephora. And use us to sponsor. I yeah, and, and, pretty, and bring us in bring uh, because in. tweens do love us. Tweens love us. They think we're the funniest thing. I mean, yeah, they think we're I extremely asked, cool. You know what's so funny? Is that one of my one of my friends was like, "Thank you for this podcast." My niece, like, I don't have anything to talk about. She, she was Gen X, and she's like, "You know, I'm not really plugged into shit." And my niece, she's 14, asked me what I thought about Gypsy Rose, and I'm like, "I don't know who the fuck that is." And then and I listened to the for. podcast, and I was like, "Whoa, I do have an opinion on this." And this is what this podcast is for. And that's for. why we log in. So you can log, log off. off. Wow. All right. Well, for this next segment. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Cursed content. Everyone's favorite segment on the podcast. So our segment, this is the segment where we share content that reminds us of the terrible realities of this world. <laughs> it reminds us that. Things are dark. Things are scary. <laughs> it's fucked up out here. It's fucked up out here. <laughs> and Elise, I'm going to ask you. Okay. Have you heard of the Orange Peel Challenge? No. You never heard of the Orange Peel Challenge? Well, maybe I know what it is. I may have seen my first Orange Peel Challenge video today. Is it 
women seeing if their boyfriend will peel an orange for them? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. yes. I watched my first one of these today. Absolutely. Immediately upon waking up, because as I said on the In Case You Missed It podcast, which we're on this week, yeah. I am one of those people who looked at their phone immediately. And the first thing that I watched was this video. So let's watch. So basically, yeah, the orange peel challenge is when someone, usually women, secretly record their partners, you know, her husband, boyfriend, and ask them, hey, can you peel an orange for me? Or, you know, and the point is to ask your partner to do something that you are perfectly capable of doing yourself. Mm-hmm. So our cursed content comes from TikTok user Shelby Will Fong, who participated in the Orange Peel Challenge. I wonder if this is and the one that I watched. Sh- probably this is. Let's watch it. I really want an orange right now. All right, try here, but I got you, buddy. Yep. You go, go get me it. No, yeah. but like I, I really want it, but like I hate peeling it. You hate peeling it? Yeah. Right, it just cool. gets really messy. Okay. And I have nails. It'll get like underneath them. Tough luck, buddy. Go ahead and do her. You're not gonna peel it for me? Dude, okay, as if I don't do enough. Seriously? Yeah, I'm being for real. Okay? You can't fucking peel this orange for me. Dude, I ask you to do things all the time. I do everything. I just did your fucking laundry. No. And you can't peel this for me? Dude, come on, man. Seriously? No. Figure your life out, dude. It's not all about what your man can do for you. It's about what you can do for yourself, right? No, but like a good boyfriend would peel this for me or like do something for me that I'm perfectly capable of. Obviously, I can peel this, but like if you were- a great boyfriend would tell you to do it yourself. I'm not a good boyfriend. I'm a great one. And I'm trying to make you strong and independent and build you up as a female. Well, that's the point. That's I can do it. I can do it myself. But like the point is that you would do it for me yeah, as but, like an act of service. Then, but then you, but then you wake up and you realize, you know, that you can actually just do it yourself. And like you're not even that special. That's the thing. It's like get that in your okay. fucking skull, man. That like is really the not first that thing that I saw when I opened my eyes this morning. I don't want to this for myself. Oh. 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 Clearly, this has caused a lot of discourse. And this yeah. And, that. and um, you know, again, to me, it's cursed because this is, you know, first of all, that video has 1.7 million likes. <gasps> so I'm sure that I'm, when you said the, the orange peel thing, I'm like, if you've heard of it, you've seen that one. Um, and we, and I have to say, even though it's not okay if anyone speaks to you this way, I just want to note that Shelby is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. She's beautiful. She's extremely, and again, like I always say, we will post all of the source things on the at Go Touch Grass pod Instagram the day the episode comes out. So you can see this beautiful woman who, beautiful woman. There's also, um. Just side note, like an ASMR quality to her nails yeah. on the orange. And she does. That was very pleasing, I felt. Yeah, and she does have like long acrylics. So yeah. it wouldn't be un, like uh, irrational for her to need help with Because when you cut, use your nails for oranges, it is hard, you know. So, um, but again, okay, even if she wasn't gorgeous, this is still wrong. But there are so many guys out here. I mean, the the harsh reality that this like illuminates in this cursed content is that there are so many guys out here in relationships with women they can't stand and it's really because 
they hate themselves so much that they resent anyone who loves them. And he was, you know, hello, hello. When you hate yourself, you hate people who love you because that's how much you hate yourself. And he was gaslighting her. And it didn't go from like, you know, again, you would have thought she was asking him for $10,000. You would have thought she was asking him for a kidney. She was asking him to peel fucking orange for her. And he goes from zero. He goes to. You're not that fucking You're special. You're not that fucking special is really Over rough. peeling an orange? So I have a theory about this video. Because obviously, okay. So she's like sitting in front of her phone. So I do think he like knows this interaction is being filmed to some degree. Like I think he can tell it's a setup. And my feeling on the video is that it starts off lighthearted. Like... He's like, no, I'm not going to or whatever. And then slowly throughout the course of the video, you watch it like kind of become a real fight because she wasn't expecting him to just say no and like double down on the saying no. And then he takes it like, I don't, there's a type of guy who idealizes this idea of like hating your girlfriend and being mean to your girlfriend. So he recognizes that this is a video He knows he's being filmed and he makes the choice actively that the part I'm going to play in this video is guy who won't peel an orange for my girlfriend. And then I'm going to take it far enough to say, you're not fucking special. I don't know, Elise. I I disagree. I think that there's a few trigger words that says that he is consuming content that is like the way that he said female i'm gonna make you a strong independent female i'm gonna build you up i'm a great boyfriend like that kind of gaslighting it's giving andrew tate it's getting it's giving red pill content it's giving somebody who 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 um you know has these toxic views to women a tiktoker that i really love um, called Cecilia or at Cecilia Regina 275 she analyzes videos like this and she has a lot to say and you know one of her biggest which I fucking agree with is like one of her biggest theories or things like pinnacles is that she says men are the biggest gold diggers in the world but it's not it's not just money it's your time labor and whatever and she has this whole theory about how like men want to enter in relationships where they are getting all the benefit you know and like they don't want to put up anything or like like if they have to do something for you then it becomes like not good for them you know it's not a good situation well for them. so i agree that like he's displaying like yeah andrew tate ideology the females yeah. is a big checkpoint females is situation a checkpoint. saying the, the, i'm the not independent strong independent women which is yeah. like you're not her dad so i agree but my feeling about it is that he knows he's being filmed. He knows that this is one of those little like TikTok tests that happen. Cause there was one recently that was like, ask your husband or your boyfriend to name a woman. And if he says anyone other than you, whatever, like, or even like the Roman empire thing, yeah. was, like film your boyfriend. So I think he knows that he's being filmed for kind of like a cute TikTok thing. And he's actively making the choice to be like, the person I want to come off as is a guy who talks to his girlfriend like this. Is a guy who like tells his girlfriend she's not fucking special. And a guy who like, like he, I think he thinks that 
this is like a strong, cool way to be. The thing is, there's a subgenre of women showing themselves in terrible relationships. And then when they get backlash or when people are like, you need to break up with him. This is toxic. They're like, well, you're just jealous because this and that. Or, you know, you don't know my man. And then yeah. they like, defend I thought them. it was funny, actually. It was, and, like, I was it's kidding. actually funny that he treated me like this. I'll say in Shelby's defense, she hasn't repo- like as of this morning, she hasn't said anything about him. She hasn't like defended. I haven't seen anything. So I'm sure she didn't expect the thing to go viral. We'll see whatever. But that is a common genre and it is cursed. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Two thoughts. Number one is I feel like you can see when you watch the video it dawn on her because again I think when it starts you can tell she's a little more like just rehearsed like in the yeah. way she's talking. Wow, like, I really yeah. want an orange. Wow, I really want an orange, but I can't. Whatever, and you can see it dawn on her over the course of the video. Like, oh, not only is he not going to peel the orange to me for me, he's going to be a real dick about it, yeah. and like he's going to be disrespectful to me. And in my personal theory. They both know that they're that it's being filmed, kind of. So she's like, wow, so he's going to be on video being like this to me. And, like, you can kind of see it uh, dawning on her. Number two, have you ever seen the one... The, the, the video in this genre that really got me is the one with the puzzle. And there's this woman yeah. who she, like, lifts up a puzzle that's, like, a thousand-piece puzzle... That she just That finished. she clearly just finished. And then her husband comes in and punches it and destroys the puzzle. And she looks so sad. And that went super viral. And again, it was like a bunch of people being like, you should break up with him if he's going to punch your puzzle. And then that girl did respond. And she was like, it was funny. I told him to punch the puzzle. And I'm like, I don't know. No, you didn't. And like, what do you want us to do? So there's this whole, you know, and there's this whole genre of people replying to you know, and this is the same thing with the guys who destroy their wedding cake, mm. the guys who sh- who make shitty wedding vows and all this stuff. And then the girls come on here and defend in 2024. There's this whole movement of in 2024. Y- you know what? Good for you. If th- if you want to be in that kind of yeah. relationship, good for you. But don't ask. But that's just a cursed thing that we see all the time of like not only do people exist in this, but people will share it think it's okay and get upset at anyone who's like hey you don't need to accept this kind of treatment like yeah it's very like it's such an interesting psychological experiment because if the woman's sharing it to be like i think he's an asshole too and i broke up with him after this it's one thing but like in the case of the puzzle i feel like it's this weird thing where like they know it wasn't cool but they also don't want to admit that their relationship is bad and that they're with someone who would punch their puzzle so you know honestly when i'm looking for someone and it's really fucking hard i want to date someone who if you're if elise if you're like hey could you peel an orange for me they're like of course yeah because i love millie so much yeah millie's sitting here with her beautiful nails right now if she said would you peel this orange for me i would say yeah, I would. I kind of do a bad job. I often kind of mess up the orange when I peel but it. I feel but I'll like do if it I for asked you. Danny, he would peel. Danny an- would peel an orange for you. But that's I'd- what I'm saying. Like Danny would peel an orange for you, but Danny would peel an orange because I'm your friend. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. And it's like, you won't even peel an orange for that. So, it's fucking cursed. There's some. There's yeah. some dark energy. Yes. With this man, and you know, in 2024, let's release. You know, these guys hate themselves. 
let's release them. If you don't want to peel an orange for me, that's fine. Yeah. You can go peel an orange. But, and you know what? I bet you she leaves him and he's going to be crying and all. You he's know, going to be like, like, oh, she's dating mm-hmm. someone else who will peel an orange for her. You know, and it's just like. I did every. No, you know what? Actually, that guy will be like. I don't know what happened. She broke oh, up with me out of nowhere. Nothing. Out of nowhere. No, there was not a single sign. She totally blindsided me, bro. I did everything for that girl. That's the thing is that <laughs> these guys, I mean, that's fucking 500 days of summer. Yeah. It's like, it came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And it's just like, or, or also, like, to be honest, this is really, really dark and cursed. But bitch, Chicago she said, don't fucking chew gum in my house. <laughs> you got yes. shot. Yes. Like, it yeah, was the, the last murders, straw. Yeah. Murders, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I- like the murder, the, 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 all these women on death row, it's like, he had it coming. He had it's it all coming. Of it, all of it is snapped. Like, all snapped episodes are these guys who wouldn't peel a fucking orange for a girl. And then she asked him, and she's doing everything, and she's doing everything. And then one day, he popped popcorn too loud. Yeah. That is actually such a good he had it come in monologue to be like, one day I came home and I asked my man Marcus if he would peel an orange for me. And he said, no. He said, you're not that special, he said. Oh, <laughs> special? Like, special, huh? Well, then that's when I got my ex. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> like, like, that actually, someone, someone and, should work on that. And you know what? And I'll be in the crowd like... Mm, he had uh, yeah, I'll be like, you know <laughs> and, what? And I again, agree with these ladies and I love this number. <laughs> and again, Go Touch Grass has to say... Murder's, murder's wrong. wrong murder's wrong we said it in the last we said time in the we'll last say it time. again we have to say it we value life as a buddhist life is so valuable and precious and important but also i'm just saying he had I, can under- <laughs> <laughs> I can understand how you get there well elise yes so that's our cursed content wow and it was cursed and it was cursed and you know what we're gonna stay here we're gonna wow. stay here in this space, because speaking of terrible men, we have our grasshole of the week. I can't wait. I can't wait to find out who he is. So grasshole of the week is a segment where we say sometimes kindly, sometimes lovingly, get offline. Mm-hmm. Go outside. Go touch some grass. Go connect with humanity. Go some- sometimes lovingly and sometimes not so lovingly. Yeah. And our grasshole of the week takes us into the muddy, treacherous waters of Facebook. Oh, my God. Oh, a shiver went down my spine. We're going to Facebook. Thunder. Oh, boy. Uh, Meta. (laughs) In the land of dating apps and in the land of dating outside of your network, you're encountering a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've mentioned this in passing, definitely in the West Elm, Caleb, but there are groups titled... Are we dating the same guy? There yes. are Facebook groups. And, um, you know, basically the way that this works is that you go on all the, uh, are we dating the same guy? And sometimes they have a lot of members. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few, you know, and someone will post, you know, a picture of a guy and say, hey, I just broke up with this guy. He sucks. Don't date him. With his first name. There's an, another kind of thing. is like, Two, another way is like someone can say, hey, I just started dating this guy. Does anyone know him? And then maybe someone will comment, hey, I know that guy. He sucks. They're like, that's my coworker. He's really great. Or that's my brother. That's my friend's brother. You know, it works both ways. Yeah. And another way that it works is sometimes people will post 
their own partner and it's like hey this is my husband i feel like something sketchy is going on is has anyone heard anything of you know mm -hmm. and then it's like oh actually this guy's dating my friend you know that has happened all three has happened they're really that group has a lot of strong moderators it's nothing about like oh this guy's ugly oh his job oh this. they they don't allow that that's like mm -hmm. a hard hard and fast rule it's mostly for like warning people about you know dangerous men yeah so the group right now again the the mission is to protect people from bad dates and relationships it has expanded to more than 120 separate regional groups since it was wow. created in march 2022 in new york city so it started in are we sitting say dating the same guy in new york and now it's like dallas she, seattle all this stuff so anyway at least the grasshole of the week is 33-year-old Nico D'Ambroso. Wow. Who, after finding out that his first name and photo was shared in the Chicago Are We Dating the Same Guy group, saying that he's not a great guy to date, with some calling him cling clingy, and an another anonymous person says he kept flaunting money, saying you don't want to... Kept, he kept threatening, saying, like, you don't want to know my bad side. And Ooh. other people saying that he ghosted them after sex. So these are things about Nico D'Ambroso. Well, Nico is suing 30 women. <laughs> 30 women? Almost 30 Ooh. women, you know, which is like the, you know, including like the people who moderate the original Are You Dating the Same? <laughs> That's like the opposite of a class action. Well, he's suing 30 He's women. suing 30 women, Meta, GoFundMe, and Patreon wow. for <laughs> almost $75 million for mm. significant, quote, significant emotional distress, stress, disruption to his life, economic harm uh economic and the fear, harm. because he feels like he lost a business opportunity and the fear of serious bodily injury at the hands of one of the group's thousands of unidentified members uh so this is you know so again $75 million dollars <laughs> and the reason why he's he's suing meta gofundme and patreon is that the original, the uh, you know, the original creators of Are We Dating the Same Guy had a, a GoFundMe slash Patreon because they were raising money to create a safe platform, like kind of an app situation away from Facebook. So that's what, that's what, um you know, that was involved. But like those things have nothing to do with him specifically. But the point is that, you know, he wants to shut all of it down, you know, and in the lawsuit, he says that he had a consensual relationship with, with this one woman and it didn't go anywhere. And then she posted defamatory things about him in the group. But in the lawsuit, when he's trying to show the screenshot of the evidence, he couldn't post the update, the screenshot um, of the bad thing that she posted. All he posted was a screenshot of this woman's Facebook profile showing that she's a member of the group. And then... He claims that she deleted the post and reposted it anonymously because anonymously there was a post that said like those things about he was flaunts his money. And so he can't prove, though, that that was the anonymous post and that, you know, and again, even if she was the anonymous post, she wasn't defaming him. She was just saying, I did not have an experience with the, a good experience with this guy, which I think so. We talked about this a little bit on our West Dom Caleb search history, and I do think you know, there, there's often something that feels squicky about like seeing written down and formalized things that people have been doing informally for a long time. Yeah. But like, 
it's not new for women to go to each other and be like, I went on a date with that guy and it was not a good date and he was really rude and I mean, saying you don't want to see my bad side is like genuinely a scary thing. Yeah, and he's like specifically when he's like specifically in business situations. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even that's where that's like so it's also very funny to like immediately do something that confirms all the stuff that this. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well. Well, yeah, no, and like one of the screenshots in his, um, one of the screenshots in the evidence is of him, like supposedly, right? Like the woman, he's like, oh, this woman defamed me and whatever. And she made a fake screenshot of our conversation. And in the screenshot, it's him being like, listen, you ugly gap, like, like crooked tooth whore. Like, no one likes you. You can't even smile properly. This and that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, so she was sharing that. And he's like, she made that up. But <laughs> so it's like, okay, okay, this doesn't look good for you. One. And two, um, I think that the, the, the thing is, back in the day, when you were dating people mostly in your network, it was easier to get around that, like, Hey, don't date this guy. He kind of sucks. But with the rise of dating apps, it's way easier to meet a bunch of people. Yeah. Like that are outside of your network and meet and like you can kind of start over and all this stuff. So that's why there had to, there has to be like some kind of Facebook groups. But um, and this is all written on the news. Like they interviewed his lawyers who look like fucking assholes. Well, um, they they want money yeah like they well they're like this is this is a new movement and like these things are dangerous for men it's kind of like the backlash to like these women doing whisper networks to avoid abusers and it's like they don't want to they don't want these to exist at all well it reminds me of like me too era when that like bad media men list went around and people were very freaked out about what that was going to do to people newsflash people who are on that list are still working in media today. Well, exactly. Uh, but it, it the other thing that it reminds me of it, I don't know if you remember this because it was such a short-lived thing, but it like looms large in my mind because it like affect it, it like impacted me. But there was an app years ago. Lola. Lola. Exactly. I remember Lola. Where you could rate guys yeah. and they and like say stuff about them. And it like It was like Yelp for guys. Yeah. And I remember at the time I was in an on-again, off-again relationship with the, the guy who would be, like, the worst guy I ever dated. Mm-hmm. Millie knows immediately who I'm talking about. Um, well, I don't because you date a lot of bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so one. do I. So do I. So the, the, this is, but, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is I know who you're one. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, remember, I remember we were, like, off at that point, but I had suspected that he had been like seeing other girls while we were on and so I looked for him on Lola and he had one review and it was really bad well (laughs) and I remember being like (gasps) and I was so like shook by his one bad review on Lola because it was also this person saying all of this stuff that you would rang true rang true for my experience with this person and then I remember that out of the blue, because he was, like, alternately ghosting me and not ghosting me. It was a very early 20s relationship with someone who was fully 30. But um, he texted me to be like, just so you know, I am on this app. Uh, someone has written something negative about me on this app. And I just, like, 
like I just wanted you to know like that's not true and <laughs> like and I was like and then I would spend the next year finding out how true it was yeah but I also remember that there was this one dude who this was back on Facebook who I guess had been rated on Lola but he had been rated really high like it literally he had like it every they were like huge dick sex great hot whatever but he posted his Lola profile and he was like this app is disgusting and like it's horrible. Oh god. It's so horrible for, oh, god. for people to be doing this. But then he posted his profile that said like amazing lay, great dude, rich, hot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like and he was and like and he like but like it just made me laugh so much because I was like, you literally just wanted to share that you have multiple reviews and they all say that you have a huge dick. Well <laughs> But you had to coach it under like, I'm horrified by this. And this is and this is my thing, right? Bef- you know. One, it's like men are used to doing this shit to us all the time. They're used to like women, women's inherent value is how we look. If we're not a certain way, if we don't, then they will treat us accordingly. Also, rating women online is like common That's how Facebook started. There used to be hot or not and stuff. Like it actually has been formalized for men to rate women online for a long time, for men to, you know, turn women who they think aren't hot into memes and shit. All the time. Like, whatever. But the formalization of the Whisper network, network of saying, like, this guy's not great to date, it causes so much uproar every single time it happens. And honestly, like, what I'll give to this guy is, I don't begrudge you trying to get taken down like trying to get the post taken down like, but it did get t- the original one did get taken down but whatever and he's like they doxed me because they put my first name and my thing but, but to sue 30 women companies 75 go million dollars go fund me it's like this was a post in a facebook group if it's down its repercussions are gonna be incredibly minimal and also like it's a facebook group with a lot of active users the original post probably would have gotten buried anyway and it would have stopped but to immediately sue for millions and millions of dollars just goes to show that the original post was Was right yeah about you being kind of an asshole yeah a grass hole yeah well that's my thing right it's like wow instead of using that money to go get therapy or to go figure out hey why am i having a hard time in dating or why am I not getting the results that I want? Or why? Because that is why people go to therapy and all that stuff, you know? Instead of doing that or fucking working on yourself or turning in or whatever, you're using that money because hiring lawyers is not easy. Like, it's not cheap. It's no. like you're using that money to make this whole fucking lawsuit that makes you look bad. I'm. Uh, we're going to share in the, in the, in the go touch grass, um, Instagram. We're gonna mm. share the account of this girl doing a deep dive in the lawsuit. Yeah, and it makes him look awful. What like, if Go Touch Grass gets added to the lawsuit? Well, I'm gonna <laughs> say that we got this from this was this was a uh, we're resharing news from uh, Fox yeah, News. This is journalistic D- yeah, endeavor. Yeah, uh, and this is parody law and all that shit. So fuck. Yeah, off. this is a comedy program and it's journalism and, and it's. Uh, we don't have money for money. You. No, we have nothing. So you can. So yeah, and you can Sephora, ask me for money if you want us to sponsor us. Please do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's why it's like go touch grass, yeah. Nick. But it's also like, and also charge it to the game, dog. Like if 
you don't you just don't want repercussions for their actions and like the the lawyers were like yeah and there's all these men that reached out to us and they said that they were on these sites too and it's like wow instead of behaving differently or doing anything differently it's just instantly how can we get this shut down and it's like how can we shut down these conversations and and the thing is that me and you in in new york would have never ever ever known the name nico d'ambroso and neither will the thousands and thousands and millions of listeners yeah you never would have known it would have the thing about the internet and like having a bad post about you up or having something go viral it or whatever being included in a facebook group like that is you kind of just have to let it get buried by the cycle of content if you actually want something like that to go away if he actually wanted something like that to go away again you can go to the mods and try to get it taken down whatever but the best way to not end up the subject of a podcast or whatever as a segment and to have multiple news articles written about you and stuff is to just like you said charge it to the game well, this guy, if he went to go touch grass, if he heard about these things, first of all, fuck the person who told him about the post. Yeah. There's ops in every group, and I'm going to say right now, fuck you. Like, if you're in those groups, don't be snitching. Like, that's not cool. But I'll also say this. If Nico was like, you know what? I'm just going to charge it to the game. I would have never known. But because he fucking sued, now the, instead of 80,000 people in Chicago knowing that he sucks, now... The whole fucking world knows that he, and he's forever going to be the guy who sued the are you are we dating the same guy. And this right. is the first thing you type his you type his fucking name on Google and it's 20 articles. about Yeah, this shit. it's very Streisand effect. It's exactly. like it's like this is going to bring way more negative attention to you than the original post is because I just I guess he said whatever. He lost a business deal. I'm like, OK, first of all. How could that be true? Well, <laughs> what business deal with whom? Because because there's a post saying like you weren't a good date or whatever. But number two, it's that like now make you this great is in business. <laughs> that there's no way. At least, I feel like a Facebook post doesn't typically come up on a Google result. Not a close, like, yeah, and I also know. the, the are you we dating the same guy things. You have to like fill out an application to be even allowed in the group. Yeah, like, so, so it's they like, don't just let anyone in because of shit like you this. took something out of a closed fake Facebook group that never that would have eventually been buried and not been traced back to you, and you probably could have continued being a bad date, unencumbered within a month. Well, and if somebody was dating and was like, "Hey, just so you know, I was on this. <coughs> I kind of heard the feedback, and I took it, and I like improved and stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? Or pull what." The dude did with me, and he was like, I was on this. She's a liar. Make it whatever. Do yeah. what you got to do. But to blow it up like this is very grasshole behavior. So, Nico, go, go touch, touch some grass. fucking grass. Yeah, go touch grass, Nico. Go talk to a therapist. Go outside. Get offline. Absolutely. Get off the red pill. Just just stop. Yeah. And, and be, d- you drop know, your lawsuit. But drop I guess. your lawsuit. I don't know. And I'm also like, this is my thing. And this is why dating has been hard for me. But I'm like, don't date people you wouldn't peel an orange peel for. Don't, don't date, date people, people you wouldn't you peel an- wouldn't peel an orange for. That's so fucking true. Because the thing is that 
he probably treated these people like shit because he was not excited about them. He didn't like them. He wanted a ghost and have sex. Guess what, Nico? You're in your 30s now. We got to date differently. If you're 22, if a guy's 22 and ghosting people and I saw that, I'd be like, okay. But dog, you're in your 30s. Don't date anybody that you wouldn't want to peel an orange don't for. Don't date anybody you wouldn't want to peel don't an orange for. Don't fuck anybody that you don't want to peel an orange for. And it's That's, hard. It's you know? hard. Because sometimes you have to go on that initial date and say, you know what, I wouldn't peel an orange for this person. But you can still treat them with respect. respect. You can say, I wouldn't peel an orange for you. God bless you. I hope you find the person that would peel an orange for you. Yeah, but you're going to find someone. And exactly. And you know what? And if you operated with that, and you know, the same thing with West Elm Caleb, same thing with our 48 Oysters woman, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it, women can do it too. Women do it too, where it's like, you're taking these guys on a ride and all this shit. And it's just like, or the Cheesecake Factory lady, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Go listen to our Patreon if you want to hear more. Um, don't date anyone that you're not excited about and you'll yeah. avoid a lot of stuff. Or that you can't even muster up like a little bit of respect for to like have a nice date exactly. and a nice evening and leave things in a respectful place. And if you're and of course you're not gonna find things out until you get to the date. But make sure that you're asking if you're if you're not sure you're gonna leave the date with respect, make sure you ask better screening questions and also, yeah, like just keep it cute, like Yeah. Well, well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Go Touch Grass. Uh, this week on the Patreon, we have a deep dive into Reality Von Tees, which uh, you should, the day this comes out, the next part of the reunion will, will be, be coming out. out. Yeah. So get get on there, listen, get all caught up, and then watch the reunion. And we've got a, a bunch of other trending topics, our search history series, which we referenced a lot here because we talk about West Elm Caleb and 48 Oysters mm-hmm. and the girl who didn't want to go to Cheesecake Factory. Because she thought she was too hot for Cheesecake Factory. Which no one is. No one's too hot for Cheesecake Factory. Which we factory. say nobody is. No one is too hot for Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory has it all. Yeah. And Cheesecake Factory is nice. Yeah. So that's another... Murder is bad. Cheesecake Factory is nice. Come These on. are official t- Go Touch Grass opinions. Uh, but you can check all of that out on the Patreon. And don't forget to follow me at Millie Tamaris, Millie underscore Tamaris on Instagram, at Millie Tamaris on Twitter, uh, aka X, or Millie underscore Tamaris on TikTok. Uh, and you can follow me at Pandalise on Instagram and at Elise Navidad on TikTok. And follow the podcast at Go Touch Grass Pod on everything. Leave us a five-star rating and review. You guys know the drill. Okay, and until next time, Go go Touch touch grass. Grass! That was a HeadGum Podcast.